another um, And Up podcast with myself, Miriam. And Bridget, and we're all here today together, and it's a beautiful sunny day, finally. I know, yeah, it's taken uh, long enough. Yeah, but um, today we're here with Emma Samuelson, who's a Paddy Regional ma- Manager. Welcome, Emma. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us today. Um, so yeah, today we're going to kind of talk about, um, yeah, I suppose all things Paddy, and a little bit about um your career and how you got into diving um so first of all could you just tell us like what is your role in paddy so what is a paddy regional manager so so yes i am um, a regional manager for i cover the the south of england wales ireland and northern ireland so i'm based in bristol which is where we have our europe middle east and africa office and, um, and I work with our Paddy Dive Centres along with our instructors and dive masters, um, but predominantly looking at business development. Yep. So working with um, that group of people um, to try and um, assist them in any way that I can to, to increase the, the divers that they're getting coming through um, their doors and getting the certifications um, into those students' hands. Um, and giving the, those students the best opportunities and the best start with their diving careers. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's great to have that um, connection and, and someone there to kind of pick up the phone to. And, you know, if we've got any problems or queries about, um, yeah, either courses or students, it's great to have you on the end of the phone or email to, to, to help <laughs> with certain things. Absolutely. And, of course, you know, I'm... Um, Ordinarily, out on the road, of course, at this um, at this time with COVID, we're a little bit grounded, but um, ordinarily we're out on the road and we're going visiting dive centers such as and up. Um, but we then have a whole host of um, team in the office who um, are experts in all of the, the various uh, departments, so whether it be training or sales, you know, with all of the various products and materials that we have available to us um, for all of the, the, the course materials courses that the students are taking um, and then of course we have our marketing team our quality management team and so on and so forth so I'm always referring back to all of those experts that we have in, uh, in those days yeah it's great to have especially with the where you know being with COVID and the lockdown we've had a lot of tools and webinars and and different things to I suppose we've had to change the business slightly to, you know, keep people interested, especially when we couldn't dive and, and Paddy's been great because we've had those tools to do it. So we haven't always had to, to think of them ourselves, especially mm-hmm. when, you know, we've got so much else going on. You guys have, um, you know, given us the tools to do that, which has been brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. We've certainly, um, as well, in the same regard, we've had to adapt the way that we are working and, um, you know, we cover um, 186 countries and territories. So um, um, pretty much all of those were affected yeah. in some way, form by COVID. So again, we've had to adapt the way in which we are delivering our information, the way we're delivering courses um, now, looking at the ways that we can use um, technologies such as Zoom and, and so forth to be able to still have our instructors providing the students that education. Um, so, so yes, it's uh, ever-evolving um, way that we are working and that's one of the beauties of our industry of always um, moving with the times yeah. and using technology to our advantage no it's, it's been great so kind of um back to you what what influenced you first into diving how did you yeah first come about scuba diving 
So uh, it threw, really through my dad. Um, so my, my dad would learn to dive years and years before, um, before I was born. And, uh, and then when we were going on holidays um, uh, to various places, I was going snorkeling with, with him. And, um, and then when I turned 12, which at that time was the, the minimum age yeah. to, to learn to scuba dive, of course, now that's um, younger. But um, but I turned 12 and he then said, okay, well, let's do the, the patio open water qualification. So he, he did that together with me because it had been many years since he had been diving as well. So he took that course, course with me. Um, and then it was our kind of thing that we um, did together. My mum doesn't dive and she's not really a water baby as much as uh, he and I are. And so so we, yeah, we, we were going on holidays, just the two of us. So it was a lovely thing for us to kind of bond. A bonding, yeah. Um, and then we um, we did our advanced course together and I then really had that, that bug. And I, from quite an early age, knew this is what I wanted to do. And um, do you have a memory of uh, being over in Egypt and we were out on holiday and I think I was maybe 13, maybe 14 and saying to my dad, I want to have that person's job. I want to have his job. And he was one of the dive guides on the boats. And um, so I, I kind of had that embedded in, in me from, from that age. And then I started working for the dive center that we had done those courses with. Um, just when I was 15 over the summers from school, yeah. when I went to university, I was coming back home and working at the dive center and uh, continued with my, my dive training. So I became a dive master here in the UK. I've done a few specialties as well along the way. And um, and then when I finished university, I um, knew well before that that I was going to be um, going traveling and, and working with diving and using that as my I guess, aid to, to kind of move myself around. And so I went over to Southeast Asia, um, started working in, initially in Malaysia. And um, yeah, and then I was over in Southeast Asia for almost 10 years. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. It gave me incredible opportunities to, to meet a huge variety of people um, to, to be able to go to places, see things that, you know, so many others just, I guess, dream of. Um, and to be able to really stay there for, for a long period yeah. of time, not just kind of going in and, and, and spending short time there, but really almost embedding myself in the community there. Um, so, so yes, and um, uh, working as an instructor the whole time, and so being able to, to pass on my love, my passion um, to others for diving and, and as well educate about the oceans as well and try and pass on some education and some perfection of them along the way as well. So. Um, so that in a nutshell, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, got involved in diving and um, and used it as my tool, like I say. Yeah, you've actually answered my next question because I was going to ask you: was was it the career that came first, or did were you diving first and then it kind of drove you into that career? So it looks like it it did, and you kind of followed it, and it get, opened up so many opportunities for you to be able to travel with your work which I think is what most people would love to do yeah. but um what is it that you feel with diving what what is it actually of course your career it's added to your life and what benefits do you think people can get from diving yeah of course it, yeah it has given me this career opportunity I mean fast forward a little bit you know I, I work for Paddy I've worked for Paddy now for coming up to 10 years and so 
Um, you know, I've had three roles within Paddy, um, starting over in Indonesia. I was the regional manager for Indonesia and East Timor, which, I mean, that in itself is a dream job. You know, I was uh, traveling around Indonesia and all the various islands there and seeing incredibly beautiful things and um, amazing diving. Um, and then I was working in Australia and now I work here. And so um, I, you know, having those career opportunities, but also to be able to, as I mentioned before, meet so many people from all walks of life. And I think diving is such a leveler. You know, you can have in an, an, an open water class, for example, you can have a, um, a, a 10-year-old kid, you can have a, um, you can have a, um, you know, any age female, yeah. any age male, and everyone is... Or families like, doing it together as well, you know, like... Doing exactly the same thing. And what a wonderful experience, you know, for the, you know, mum, dad, brother, sister, to be able to go and do exactly the same. And they're all studying from the same manual, doing exactly the same skills. And I think there are very few activities or sports we're having that that is the case. You know, ordinarily there is some sort of, a, you know, differentiation. Of course, there are depth limits and, and so on, but, you know, that's that's a little bit later, you know, in terms of the actual education of, um, it, it's exactly the same. And, and in terms of ability as well, you know, if anyone has special needs, we have the adaptive techniques um, specialty where our whole, I guess, mindset behind that was anyone who has additional needs doesn't really want to be, you know, separated out of yeah. different qualification. They still want to hold that same qualification. Of course, you know, the Paddy Open Water Certification is such a sought-after uh, qualification that they don't want to be pushed to, to have a different one. Um, so they want to, so it's just, you know, that's educating our instructors to um, to find different methods to get them to the same end goal. Um, so again, you know, it's, it's that leveler. And I really, I love that about scuba diving and I love that we're able to be a part of that because, like I say, I think there are quite few places that you find that and just that sense of community um yeah that kind of tribe mentality yeah you know, we all yeah part of something um and that's what one of the great things that we see in our dive centers here in the uk that um so many of our dive centers like Andark has this great club um where we have you know members of these clubs coming back and you know week after week after week and um and really throwing themselves into the community of the dive centre um, and getting so heavily involved in it. And I think that that's such a wonderful thing to be a part of um, and something that I would encourage all divers of all levels. To do, yeah. Uh, yeah. To, you know, do you see... As you can to get involved with. Do you see that as if you've worked, obviously, so many different places in the world, but that same community is is there whether it being yeah the uk australia indonesia is it you know that same love of diving brings people together in that same sort of way i think it does you know in in, in maybe in slightly different ways but i think ultimately that the when when you have when you are a scuba diver you hold that almost unique understanding of why why you love it you could explain it to somebody, you could talk about scuba diving to a non-diver, but until they have tried it, tried it, yeah. Really experience it, they won't really understand what it is you're you're going on about and so enthusiastic about until they've kind of been a part of it themselves. And of course, you know, when you compare a domestic market to a resort market from the UK to Indonesia, for example, of course the the, the kind of the community or the, the, the tribe is going to be slightly different. Yeah, of course. Resort markets didn't have the clubs in the same 
way. But, you know, there you have a lot of the, the pro courses. And so, you know, you have people who are coming and spending a long time to do a dive master course and instructor courses and so on. Um, so, you know, this, so there is the, the difference there. But certainly still, I think the world over, that that unique bond that we all have as divers is is um, prevalent, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, so I the agree. main core of it is community. Yeah. yeah. Community and being able to share... I guess share all your different experiences and findings that you you get when you're out diving. Because for me, I always find like one of the main benefits of diving for me is I find it quite meditative. So it's a kind of a, it's a nice switch off at the same time. Kind yeah, of from like everyday life, isn't from, it? Yeah, from the crazy lifestyle that we have going on. Absolutely. Of course, I mean, you don't have your phone down there, so you don't have... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure it so won't nice. be long until we can take <laughs> yeah. the phone down yeah. with us. <laughs> should be banned, though. It should be banned. Technology is that. The majority of us are just completely ignoring yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so you're able to, to just block out the rest of the world and, you know, maybe if you're... If you have young kids who are kind of, you know, shouting mama, mama, or whatever, you know, the, the, you're able to block all of that out and just enjoy that that moment and just have, I guess, that that time for yourself. But everyone, I guess, you know, that's what maybe you get out of diving, but maybe somebody else might get something completely yeah. different out of diving. And that's another thing I think that we all find are different paths with diving, maybe. And, and again, you know, I mean, there are so many different avenues and, and courses that you can. Uh, take within diving you know within the dive education realm and so um you know whether you go down the pro route or the, the, the technical diving route or the pre-diving route you know there's so many different so many options that suit mm-hmm. is there um is there like a speciality which is worldwide or in your kind of region that is the most popular um because I think you know just thinking what we do at Andark there's some I suppose that are more popular than others but is there one that worldwide kind of stands out and do you have a speciality which you would sort of recommend to UK divers that's worth doing if you want to do more UK diving absolutely so so our um the the most um popular paddy specialty globally is the the paddy and rich air diver qualification yeah um, and I guess for anyone who knows what that is, the, the, the reasons uh, are relatively um, obvious. It um, yeah, enables you to, to stay at that depth for, for a longer period of time. And um, so, of course, you know, without that qualification... You can't do it, yeah. Yes. Um, so, so, yes, that's, that's um, our most certified specialty. In terms of the UK... The dry suit diver specialty would have to be the one that I would suggest that um, if you're going to get involved with UK diving, you certainly want to be comfortable. Yeah. You want to um, to be able to enjoy, um, you know, a good, hopefully, hour um, dive and, and you know, not come up feeling like a Really, Let's face it, the, the year, throughout the whole year, you want to, to feel like that. And throughout the whole year, really, you need to have a dry suit to, to be able to come out of the water feeling, stay in the water feeling comfortable. Um, so certainly the dry suit specialty, and you don't want to get into a dry suit without having that time with the instructor to really educate you on exactly how to use it. Because it is different, um, yeah. It can be dangerous um, if you don't know what you're doing. In the same regard with everything, you know, if you... If you um, it, if you jump into anything with without that education, without that knowledge of how to properly use the equipment, then 
um, then it can be dangerous. So, so certainly that's the, the one that I would suggest that, um, that all UK divers from the outset get involved with. Um, and then, you know, if you're diving off the coast, you want to make sure that you um, know how to use a, um, a surface marker board to, to ensure that, you know, um, when you're coming up from your dive, that uh, your, your boat is there to, to collect you and, and so forth. So the delayed surface marker um specialty is also um, a really important one. I think that you yeah. um, should, uh, should get involved with as well. I definitely, yeah, from, from what we do at, at Andark, yeah, the dry suit is... It's definitely one of the most most popular one, and, and the enriched air. But yeah, this, we we do encourage people to do the surface marker boy one because, like you say, if you're doing, you know, dives off the coast and things, it's important that you, you need that because um, yeah, you don't want oh, to wing it, do you, first. when you're there? <laughs> <Safety first. laughs> yeah, and again, you know, to know how to properly deploy a surface marker um, is is something that needs to be trained it isn't something that you want to just be figuring out when you're uh, when you're starting to consider your ascent from a dive it's something that you want to to know exactly how to do and learn all of that in a controlled environment um i was just wondering have you noticed a rise in female divers and are there any specific courses that are more popular amongst females at all yeah, in terms of the courses, um, yeah, I would say it, it is good throughout. Um, we, we see maybe some slightly peak, peaks in various countries, but, you know, overall as a global overarching look, um, it would be fairly, fairly leveled. In terms of, um, you know, the rise in females, um, we are slowly, slowly seeing a rise in females over the years. Um, currently, we're at about 38% um, females to, to males. We did last year see a slight drop. Um, in 2020, we saw a slight drop of, um, of female divers. Um, the reason behind that is assumed that due to, you know, the situation with working from homeschooling. So COVID, yeah. <laughs> the, majority, the majority of that, I guess, fell onto the shoulders of, of females, yeah. so... Um, you know, there was, uh, yeah, so there was a slight decline that we saw there with, with female divers uh, in 2020, but let's face it, 2020 threw up a, a whole host of uh, yeah. <laughs> on. But um, yeah, about 30% is our, is our global figure. And uh, um, here, in the, here in the UK, interestingly, we have a slightly lower um, figure. We have about 21% um, percent in the UK, the UK and Ireland. Um, so, um, and these are divers that have been certified here in the UK. Yeah. So, so yeah, those, those figures, um, sorry, excuse me. Those are for the pros, um, that we have here in the UK. Now that's, um, I guess, you know, when we look at the pro numbers, um, for, for females, we do get, you know, a little bit lower. Um, as we come up the um, up the, the pyramid there, um, and in the UK where you know it's a little bit cooler, maybe you need a little bit more equipment, and as well, I guess historically it's seen as um, more of a, a boys' sport, yeah, a boys' club, um, which is really not true. I mean, let's you know, look at just this meeting here. There are three three women, and um, yeah, I think yeah. the women in our industry who are owners of dive centres, who are course directors, who are managers of dive centres, who are very, very active instructors. You know, so it, 
that that is certainly not the case but i guess that mindset that assumption is still there um certainly amongst those who are maybe not fully embedded in, the in yeah i definitely have seen an, an increase over the last few years of, of um you know being more popular with females um, and going down that dive master, wanting to then go into the, you know, pro route. I've I've seen it um, more than, you know, especially when I was younger, growing up around it. Um, I think also the thing of, you know, there's a lot more about the environment and the ocean. And yeah, I think actually that's people have... a huge difference in people's lives. Yeah. Now. And they're, they're interested in the ocean yeah. and they want to then, how do I do that? And then, oh, okay, well, you know, it's underwater. Mm-hmm. I'll try diving and then... So I, I do think that side of stuff has, has helped. You might have seen that as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. I think um, we do as well have a number of um, female paddy ambassador divers. We have um, some some brilliant kind of figureheads, if you like, who, uh, you know, females in our space who, again, who are advocates for scuba diving, but yeah, certainly advocates for the protection of the oceans. And... Um, I think that really, really speaks um, directly to, to all females. And um, yes, seeing that that's something that they can get involved with and seeing that that's something um, that, you know, through scuba diving they can, they can be very heavily involved with is, uh, is, is a great avenue for them. And we obviously, every year you have um, Paddy, like Women's Dive Day, and is that, is that for solely to try and promote um, yeah, female and diving and get more people, I suppose, build awareness around it for those that are not in the community to that it is accessible, it's not just a, a male sport, um, it is open for everybody, no matter who you are. Exactly, it's exactly that. So yes, um, this will be the seventh year that we've been running Paddy Women's Dive Day. Um, and uh, so this year it's running on the 17th of July, it's always in the summer, um, to um, and certainly the summer for the, the global yeah. events, but here it's a global event, um, and we see so many of our dive centers getting really heavily involved in this. It's fantastic, um, to seeing this um, so much coverage spread all over social media and uh, on the various websites and so on, which is fantastic to see. And it's exactly for the reasons that you just stated to, to really highlight, highlight the fact that it's. It's not just a boys' sport. It is for absolutely everyone. It's for you know, the whole family to be um, to be involved with, um, and not just at the entry level stages as well. You know, we've got so many female tech divers and uh, free divers who are at the top level of their sport or their, their areas. Um, so, so yes, we use um, a lot of that coverage to to really highlight um, the. The, the fact that we want everybody to be involved with it. And, you know, our main aim and goal is to, to get as many souls into the water and yeah. to experience the underwater world as possible. And, of course, you know, all the while educating about our ocean and, and protecting it as much as possible. No, that's, um, yeah, it's great. And I hope, yeah. Um, yeah, it continues to do that. And I, I feel that um, even just within our community that we are getting people that you know have especially one thing that I suppose COVID has had that a lot of people have always wanted to try it and then you've been stuck in for a year um, and now you're seeing people that are actually like no I'm going to do this and they might have you know maybe gone abroad and do it but you know they can't go on holiday so they are looking to then learn in the UK um, and 
actually have an outdoor sport and activity to get involved in, which then is, you know, with the community. And then it's so linked with the environment and the ocean. So um, I've definitely, you know, if you can think of a positive to come out of, you know, this last year, I think that's one of them. Absolutely. I think it's so, so true. I think a lot of people, as you say, have been stuck at home, climbing the walls and wishing that they could be outside and taking off those bucket list items. And of course, so many people do have scuba diving, learning to scuba dive as one of their bucket list um, items. And, and so I, and I think people have realized now, let's just do it now yeah. and let kind of seize the day as it were and um, not put things off any longer. So, so yes, and as well, of course, we're we're all still a little bit locked down in terms of travel. Um, so, you know, if we want to to continue to be involved in this community, let's let's give this UK diving thing a go yeah. and, and see what it's all about. And um, and actually, so many people are discovering that it's fantastic. We have so many beautiful dive sites in and around the UK. Um, you know, around the south coast, um, around. Cornwall and Devon coastlines um, and then we as well have some fantastic inland sites as well um, which can provide some fantastic spots for, for training and for um, keeping up skills and yeah so, and to go whatever the weather as well if you know the, the coast is, is blown out you but you still want to go you've got the opportunity to do that haven't you exactly exactly that so we really um, and, and to be able to just continue um, to, to, to continue to be a part of the community and not kind of do it as a as a one-time thing tick the box and move on to the next thing you know to continue to be a part of it to continue the more you do something anything yeah the more you do it and the more you feel comfortable to do it the more you will get out of it and there's obviously the same with scuba diving the more that we educate ourselves um the more that we get involved with the community around us the more that we do it the more dives that we do and tick uh, along then the more we're going to get out of it the more comfortable we're going to be the better we're going to understand how to position our body, yeah. better we're going to um, be able to therefore breathe, therefore stay down, the more we're going to notice the marine life and understand what it is we're looking at. Um, and therefore, you know, if we're seeing something that's really unusual, well, we're going to recognize that it's a really an unusual thing. And so we're going to, um, we're going to really note that. So, yeah, I think, um, I think certainly this has been a, a positive um for us in the UK that has come out of COVID. Yeah, I, I think yeah, so too. It's, absolutely. Um... <laughs> I think us being locked into the UK has kind of made us realise that we've got to start exploring what's around us. And that, like you yeah. say, with the dives, like, there's yeah. so much that is around us that um you know is just as good. And you know, when the, then the weather is great, the UK can be brilliant. Um, it's just yeah, it can be fantastic, and it, it, you know, let's face it. If it's uh, if it's chucking it down with rain topside, it doesn't really matter once you're under the water. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. We've got some some beautiful spots, some amazing wrecks, which of course are seeped in so much history. Um, so there's all of that part of the education as well um, that can that can tie into it, and um, and yeah, there's some some beautiful marine life. Um, that can be found down there. So, um, yeah, I really hope that um, that people do um, do continue to to kind of seize the day and, and to get involved and and to continue to be involved in our community and um, yeah, get the most. Push forward. So, um, for a newbie diver starting out, 
and wanting to invest, what would you say are the three main products um, that they would need and why? In terms of equipment? Yeah. Um, so definitely start with uh, a mask. You want to have a mask that fits you well. You want to have a mask that is is not going to leak, that fits your, your size and shape of face, um, and that it's going to be comfortable. And let's face it, when we're cleaning our mask just before we go down for a dive, um, ordinarily we do that with uh, a bit of spit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we do have products as well that you can you can use with that, but uh, the, the oldest is, uh, is a bit of spit, and let's face it, any time, but especially, I guess, in COVID times, we don't really want to share a mask where possible. So, yeah, so it's just a, a mask is, is number one. Um, and, uh, and I would also suggest that a computer um, is something that a diver should own. It's, um, it's something that you really can plan your dive with. You can um, understand your dive from. You can check your dive throughout. Um, you check where you are. You'd be, I guess taking a little bit more of your responsibility for your own diet yeah. position in the water and time in the water and so forth. Um, so, you know, even as a newbie diver, you, you still want to have that responsibility. So, um, yeah, that's, that's I guess, another piece of equipment that I would suggest. In terms of a third piece, um, a set of regulators would be incredibly important. That's what you're breathing from. Yeah. Um, so it goes in your mouth. So, again, you know, um, you, you don't necessarily want to be sharing mouthpieces. Of course, mouthpieces can be easily changed. But um, yeah, in terms of the breathing apparatus, which is exactly what it is, it's what you are um, using to, to keep you alive underwater. Yeah, <laughs> while you're diving, um, to to have a set of regs that you know is serviced, maintained as it should be. Um, is is something that uh, again to take that responsibility is is very important and i think it's also about uh, like comfortable isn't it on that on that dive as well especially with the the mask thing is you know if you've got a mask that doesn't fit you quite right or it leaks i mean it it ruins your whole dive isn't it yeah yeah and you know it can start to sting your eyes can start to sting and um yeah most definitely you don't want to be spending your whole dive just clearing your mask the whole time um that's not enjoyable um, and I, I was just going to say, these are, you know, these pieces of equipment are investments, um, but, you know, they should, you know, if kept and maintained correctly, in service correctly and, and um, regularly, then they will last you for a good period of time um, and will last you for a good number of dives. Um, a set of fins is another one as well. Um, from a comfort perspective, um, you want to have a set of fins that is going to, you know, going to fit you well um, and, um, and you know, going to move you through the water nice and easily. Um, and, you know, a lot of people have different preferences with these. Um, all of yeah. Um, you know, so it's very important that you do, especially as a new diver, that you do get knowledge of a variety of, of these items, of these products um, from your instructors, from your diet centre, um, that, you, that you get the information that these experts hold and um, that um, this, you know, these, these aren't things that you just want to go ahead and, and just put. Yeah. These things that you want to do your research about um, and um, if possible, um, you know, speak to your instructor, see if there is an opportunity for you to um, try an item. Maybe they have um, a set of fins that you've been looking at. Maybe they have a, 
a mask that you're interested in or you think that might be a good fit for you and give it a go in a pool session, for example. Um, so these, like I said, it's important that you get as much information as you can um, before making these. Definitely. And, and like you were saying with fins is probably one of them is a lot of people have sort of personal preferences asking like the community around you and your instructor well why do you use those you know some people like them heavier or you know for certain reasons um you know or different masks some people you know have you know if they need glass you know for example you can have one's lenses so they'll have a certain mask because not everyone can be you know have lenses in so it's it's sort of asking okay you've got that but then what's the reason for it and you know it might be for you but then it might not because you might want something else but um I think that goes back to that dive community mm-hmm. of um, being able to share information. Yeah, and ask around and, and see why people, and you know, everyone's happy to, to share their story, I always find. So, absolutely, it's so true. It's so, so true. And I think um, to, to, to again embed yourself into that community and, you know, in the sessions at, at the pool, and maybe, you know, you, you're able to go for a drink after the pool or you're just chatting around in the car park afterwards. You know, there are brilliant opportunities to just be able to yeah, share that information. And everyone is always going to be very happy to um, to pass on that information. I find that um, divers are always very happy to talk about diving. Yeah. <laughs> um, and your instructor is always, of course, going to be able to um, to give you those, those product reviews or, or uh, information on various products that are available. Um, so, so, yeah, don't. So never be afraid to ask those those questions, absolutely. Because it can be intimidating, you know, when you first start anything new, you know, when you first go to the gym, you know, you're yeah. kind of wondering how the equipment works, you know, the running machine, whatever. And, um, you know, it can be a little bit intimidating, but to never be afraid to ask because we were all new guys yeah. on stage. And um, and so to, 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 yes, ask those questions. And I'm sure that um, any... Uh, diver will be always very keen to, to share that information yeah no I get and it's also like the terminology you know it is a different language so you know don't be afraid to ask if if you're not sure on something because <laughs> we've all been there once and <laughs> maybe several yeah. times <laughs> <laughs> referring to fins as flip yeah <laughs> that was <laughs> one yes <laughs> Yeah, of course, it's a completely different language. Absolutely, it's um, yeah, it's a, it's a minefield of new words and and um, new things. It's um, it's, it's so, and there's a lot to learn, and you know, and it's something that you you're always learning with. And that's another thing that I love about diving that you can. I don't think you can really ever know everything about scuba because there's there's just there's so much of it, and there is always new stuff being added you know we're creating new courses all the time and um there's new equipment coming onto the market being developed all the time so um so yeah it's it's uh it's ever evolving no i agree well thank you so much for chatting to us today um we've loved having you on yeah it's been really insightful thank you thank you thank you both so much thank you for the opportunity and uh yes thank you to add up for for inviting me onto your podcast thank you thank you emma